If you're the kind of dad who tries to grow out a hipster beard and you end up looking like Hellboy, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads wherever they may be. Hello and welcome to season number seven, episode number two. We're calling this one Dad Structions Not Included because we are talking to comedian and friend Scott T. Brennan, who is a new dad in his own right. He has a 16-month-old and he's going to talk about that and also his podcast Verbal shenanigans. Uh, that's a pretty good guest that he's been talking to on verbal shenanigans. We're going to learn a little bit about that a little later on. Right now is Adam D. It is my extreme pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Coach Randy. Hi, Mr. <laughs> Coach Randy. Mr. this time. Thank you very much. Well, you have a lot of different titles, right? So, uh, Mr. You know, every week I have to decide what you want to be. Well, what, you know, what's your alien? What's your you know, that, That's funny you refer to you as Mr. I. Uh, back when I was going through college, my backup plan was to be a teacher. Yeah. Uh, there's some story in history behind that. And you're that. doing that now. I'm going to do that. But that's the thing. When I was in the classroom, like in high school, middle school, they'd call me Mr. Nathan. And I hated, oh, yeah. hated the Mr. Mm-hmm. part. So I didn't really enjoy teaching because they called me Mr. Maybe now, because I coach, they would call me coach. But as a professor, they don't call me Mr. Nathan. They call me... Coach Randy. Or... Randy? Professor. Oh, they call you professor. Yes. You let that happen. I Not only do I let it happen, yeah. they encourage it at the college level. When, when I hear professor, I think about the guy who couldn't get everybody off the island on Gilligan. <laughs> right. Smartest guy on the island, right. couldn't Could get not. him off the island. But I am professor. Yeah. And I have teachers who probably now are probably uh, no longer with us on this earth that are probably going, you're a what? <laughs> Wait, Randy, Nathan, you're a professor? There are people that call you professor? And to me... I don't mind being called you know, professor. It doesn't Nathan. shock me. You know, you're you're a casual guy. I'm sure you're very engaging and entertaining in your in your class. Oh yes, we. Are. I'm an edutainer. Edutainer. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how they're doing it now yeah. because people's attention spans are so low. You have to like have a little purple squirrel. Yeah. Those are whistles. <laughs> you, you, you know, let's entertain. You got to do minutes. cahoots and you got to do games. When I, when I was going to Hofstra, I had some you know young professors and they'd come in in jeans and that's long sleeve yep. t-shirts yep. and they'd roll up the sleeves and they'd clap their hands yep. and like okay here we go folks and let's have some it fun. was more like a, a motivational let's, talk. Like, let's have a fun time let's learn, let's learn today yeah. let's yeah. learn today and it's it's hard to do when you're in a a, a comparative literature class you know, or, so, so that was a nice little opportunity to, to identify why I do not like being called Mr. Nathan that just doesn't work for me do you know who I call Mrs. Berman <laughs> Becky? Becky Berman. Becky Berman. Berman branding, marketing, web design, graphic design. Heck, she designed the Bone Daddy logo. Not just the original one, but every Bone Daddy logo that we've done for every season, every special. Imagine what she can do for you in order to pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up your marketing volume for your small business or whatever endeavor you happen to be involved in. You want to learn more about Berman branding? Go to BermanBranding.com or check out Berman branding at Berman branding on the social media pages. Also want to welcome in one of our newest sponsors, and that is the Stan K team of Compass Realty in Short Hills, New Jersey. If you're moving to North Jersey and you want to be near a good school system, maybe in Union County, Morris County, or Essex County, you want to be in commuting distance to New York, maybe uh, you want to be on the train line, 
Well, the Stan K team of Compass Realty in Short Hills can help you get there. You want to call Idan Karen, and his phone number is 516-730-4726. Idan's number, once again, is 516-730-4726. Or you can email Idan at ethan.karen, that's K-E-R-E-N, at compass.com. I'm going to give you that one more time in case you want to hit pause and rewind. It's Ethan. Dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N, at compass.com. Two. Two sponsors in one. And more coming. I think we have they a lot just more coming. Us yet. Just not yet. <laughs> and they don't yet know it. They don't know it. They're sponsors. They're going to be. I feel it. This is the year, Adam D. This is the season. Season seven. I tell you, if you want to reach, you know, over 100,000 listeners in Belgium, Luxembourg, <laughs> parts of East Texas, maybe a small village in Singapore, then you've got a sponsor. On the Bad to the Dad podcast with Coach Randy and Adam D. Not just celebrating suburban dad life, but celebrating Singaporean dad life. Or Indonesia or Ghana, I think. Uh, oh, we're in Ghana now. Uh, it could be. As far as I know this week, we go look at our numbers, and we got one or two listeners now in Ghana. Okay. Well, we did do an episode yeah. about Ghana. Yeah, we did. Breaking the Chain. Yeah. Remember that? You're so good with all these. You're... Yeah, Evan Robbins. Yeah, that's that right. Was a couple of seasons that ago. Was, he was, was great. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that was, was so impressive. some real good in the world. That's so impressive. You were... Yeah. You have like you have a memory of like everything. You're like the everything memory man. And you are. <laughs> It'll catch up to you. I'm older. <laughs> Adam D. So glad to back to having the den. We had a great first week. Uh, Super Bowl was an exciting game. It really was. Loved it. Loved the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Loved the halftime Did show. Did I cook enough for you guys? Uh, you always cook. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this year the kids were excited because they always say, "Can we stay for the whole game? Can we stay for the whole game?" And this year we decided to stay for the whole game. You're old enough. Well, I also couldn't get you off the couch. You know. <laughs> So you you don't I don't know if you you took a few uh, melatonins or you, you know, know me I find that spot a quick hits of bourbon and I I find that yeah. spot in your couch and I I'm off limits they know that they can't touch me I'm just gonna sit there and just just make well, sure they I'm don't drop food on his lap. Glad that we killed you off and that you got yourself ready for another episode and um, you know last episode we were talking about the off season and, and what's happened mm-hmm. to us and I talked about my burning car mm-hmm. but you had a, a more positive experience I know that. During uh, the last off, not not the last off season, but toward the end of the last oh, season, yeah, you yeah. lost uh, our, our beloved uh, Winnie, uh, uh, the Australian cattle dog yes. that you had for a number of years. And um, I don't want to say you replaced Winnie, but you got another dog. Yeah, we did. You cannot replace Winnie. We did. We rescued another dog. This time mm-hmm. a puppy. Yeah. Uh, Australia also an Australian cattle dog yeah. or an Australian shepherd. We're trying to figure out which kind of mix yeah. it is. Uh, and we feel that there are parts of Winnie that have kind of come back reincarnated uh when he passed about the same time that piper was born we call her piper she's white and black uh and she's a puppy mm-hmm. uh and uh i think she's a she devil uh oh, I, she think, is, yeah. I think <laughs> well i have to tell when i come in the the dry humping yes from that dog more than any other dog that's dry oh. hump my 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 calves second to none you know it is uh, it has been first of all we love the dog uh Jessa, not 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 I don't think she's hundred percent sold. Uh, and before we decided to do this, now we promised the girls we get another dog. They've been asking, asking. We said uh, you after didn't the really first waste year. a lot of time. We though, didn't coach. because we promised them after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls we want another dog. They love. They missed Winnie, uh, but they really we we love having a dog in the family. And Winnie was so special. Uh, so I have a very dear friend, Tracy's Totino. Uh, who who runs and rescues dogs? Totino's. Totino, not the hot pizza rolls. Uh, not not the hot pizza rolls. Okay. Her name is Tracy. They're very Totino. popular in my house. <laughs> uh, she rescues dogs. I I honestly I forgot her her rescues. Angel something. 
so I called her up, haven't spoken to her a while, said, you know, listen, I think we're going to want to rescue. She says, great, just let me know when. So the girls kept saying when. I said, all right, after the first of the year. So it's January 3rd. What do the kids start asking for? A pup. A dog. We didn't, actually, we, didn't, we were looking for a puppy. And for whatever it's worth, don't ever look for a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, anybody, I, I think they're kind of cute in commercials. Like puppy bowl. Yeah, but those puppies are trained. Yeah, you know, like puppy bowl kind of stuff is yeah. so cute and funny and cuddly. Uh, in all, it, it's, it's like having a baby again. It's like oh, having yeah. a child. Uh, and, you know, our guest today is going to talk about having a toddler. Uh, she, uh, we had a chance to adopt her brother. Mm-hmm. So her name is Piper. We were going to call him Jeter. Oh, uh, which been, uh, yeah. And so we we're going to have two puppies in the house. And we were all into it. <laughs> <laughs> Until Jessica starts almost crying and says, I don't think I can handle, I don't think I can handle more than one, one puppy. Uh, but so, you went with this one. Was the, we was, the girl. Boy, was the boy puppy a little more chill? Well, we didn't know. But... As far as my experience with dogs, if you can choose, you choose female dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because they're less inclined to raise their leg and lift their leg and mark their territory everywhere. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's true, but it's my truth. Well, they don't raise their leg. They sort of squat. Well, they, right? well, they, they love to mark their territory. Boy okay. dogs like to not mark their territory. Yeah. They're more inclined just to lift your leg up against the, you know, the, uh-huh. the couch, whatever. We're, with female dogs, as they get old, they just don't do that. Yeah. So we decided to go with a with female dog. We called her Piper, and she's sweet and she's great. She has a very small bladder, mm-hmm. uh, but like all puppies, she loves to, to bite. Yeah, and, and those little teeth. Yeah, you can see if you if you can see my hands, listeners. Yeah, uh, you can see she's. Oh my god, uh, you look like a heroin addict. <laughs> little so, little pinholes. So it's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not too long ago, uh, and we we got to take her out on walks on a regular basis. So, just last week, uh, Jess was taking her out for a walk. And she picks everything up off the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she picks everything up. And we love her to death. Uh, she doesn't sleep very... She, she pees all over the place. So we're trying to figure that out. And you know what I found out before I get to the, the walk? We need a trainer. Mm-hmm. All right? Do you know why we need a trainer? Oh, yeah. I know why you need a trainer. Because this dog is dry humping your guests the moment they walk in. No. And then like 20 minutes... See, here's the thing I don't understand. Most dogs I know, all yeah. right, I walk in to a house. They're excited to see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe there's a bit of a dry humping. There's... You know, they... they Show their belly. Yeah. They want some attention. Yeah. But then they get over it. Yeah. Piper doesn't get over it. Not yet. Not yet. It's no, just she, a nonstop cycle she, of amnesia uh, it is, that she's seen me. Well, and here's the thing we've learned. You don't get a trainer for the dog. You get a trainer for the adult, the human. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. So, say more. So, and as I'm learning about the training process, yeah. the training... The training is uh, we do an online training. Yeah. A guy named Fred. He's from he's in town, West Orange. I'll give him a shout out. Uh, Fred Zorn, mm-hmm. and he says it's not training the dog; it's training you. <laughs> so my wife, on a weekly basis now, goes online to learn how to train the dog. And my yeah. and our uh, our vet, Doctor Orange, down in Clark, Lexington Wait, Animal Hospital. Is your Hospital. wife now marking the territory? So or is that what you she, she's not marking. Team? But he said that you work with a trainer, not for the dog, but for your wow. sake. Okay. So he's training us. Yeah. Uh, and how to be reminded to be patient. So here we are outside, and this was Jess walking out. And so apparently Piper picked something up, started chewing on it, and she went down, grabbed it out of her mouth, and threw it away. And she thought it was kind of gross, felt mushy and everything, felt like, like a cigarette bud, and she threw it out. Uh, so, so she comes back inside, and I'm on, on with a client, and she sits with this picture of Piper just kind of, she like, can't, like head head bobbing, head right? bobbing, just just, yeah. just kind of sitting still. She goes and just head bobbing, like 
Like, I, like maybe Piper's at a Grateful Dead concert. Well, whatever it is, her head's just kind of go like this. And we thought something's happening to her brain. Uh-huh. And I'm on a, on a client. And she's trying to get trained. <laughs> and the dog just sitting there. Maybe we'll put, put, put the video up. And I come upstairs. I'm like, WTF? What's going on? I'm with the client. You're sending me a picture. She says, I don't know. Just in the last half hour, she just her head just started doing this thing. We don't know if it's neurological. She has an ear infection. have no idea what's going on. And... He said, well, let's take her out for a walk. So we try to take her out for a walk. She doesn't want to walk. And she sits down on her bed, and she can't hold her urine. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, all right, now this... Now <laughs> I got a broken dog. Now I got a broken dog. My fingers are bloody from being uh, chewed on. So we rushed to the animal, 24-hour animal hospital yeah. in, in, uh, in in Caldwell. And meanwhile, I'm texting my friend Tracy. She's she's texting out all her, her vet friends. They say it's an ear infection, or they say it's uh, THC. And I'm like, THC, that's... Isn't that the active ingredient in marijuana, Coach? <laughs> I'm like, that's the craziest thing. There's, I go, we don't... We don't, we don't like, and so this is when, as a parent, and you have teens in the house, you're like, all right, guys, please, just just, just be honest. You can see our dog. Which of you... Do you have marijuana in your room? And you can start questioning them. <laughs> They're like, Dad, no, no, we don't. And I'm like, it's, it boggles my mind because there's no way that... I'm just, my mind is like... like did she go upstairs to the room? Because she's downstairs. She's blocked yeah, off. Yeah. Where did she get this marijuana? This is no possible. So now I'm thinking it's got to be something neurological because it's impossible. So um, as we're getting ready to leave, Jessica goes back out to try to find whatever she went to find that she took out of her mouth. She puts it in a, in a, in a, in a napkin and puts it in her pocket. Right. And we get to the animal hospital. An evidence bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so we get to the hospital. Uh, we, we wait there. Uh, the the doctor checks her out and she calls us on the phone because there's, because of COVID protocols. She says, listen, uh, this is what we think it is. Uh, uh, we, uh, we seem to think that it has, it has involves THC. Uh, and we're like, what? And I'm like... Did you like a toxicology report? Well, isn't that, isn't that marijuana? She said, yeah. It just seems like that. She, she threw up. Uh-huh. And it smelled like marijuana. Oh. And I'm like... And we're like, this is, there's no way possible. She threw up. She didn't want like a bowl of Lucky Charms. <laughs> or... <laughs> Whatever okay. it was. And so we could give her blood test. We keep her overnight. I go, but the truth is, we really just think that she somehow got into that. And that's, what's, that's what this is all about. Yeah. So <laughs> now Jess remembers she has that item in her pocket that she picked uh-huh. up. She goes, let me, and she opens it up and there's a, a waft of that skunk smell marijuana. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's stoned. And that's what she picked up. She picked up a bud. She wow. picked a, uh, a roach that was on the ground and chewed it. Yeah. And my dog was high. <laughs> she was she was stoned out of her mind. Which and we know that nowadays everybody is smoking right, marijuana so, and, and like they're putting out their joints well, like well, that's their cigarettes. Thing. And that's what the vet kept saying. It, it, it's it's a common thing. It happens wow. everywhere. Uh, and so we were like, okay. Af- and hindsight, like my my dog's stoned, and she was freaking yeah. going bonkers and everything else. Uh, that's so we realized it was okay. And then of course we get home and both you know our teenage daughters like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Piper got stoned before I did. <laughs> so word to the wise listeners, don't leave your dog with Coach don't. Randy because <laughs> oh, right. your dog will get high. And now Piper is listening to Fish albums and has joined Greenpeace. You know, but the funny part was is we're like talking. We don't want them to take the dog away from us because we don't think that we have just random pot around the house yeah. for dogs. And so we're like. But it's like the movie, like seriously, it's not our pot. It's not. This, this she didn't get it from us. But People do you know who in your neighborhood smokes pot? Don't. I mean, there are people everywhere in our neighborhood yeah, that smoke anybody pot. Smoke anybody pot. smoke pot? But we don't. It is just. It was just one of those things. Um, but in hindsight, it's, it's funny. Thank God she's better. But she was. She was completely. 
And I kept saying, it looks like someone drugged my dog. Do you still have that video? Oh, I have Is a video. Is that something we should be posting I think on social I, media? I think someone was... Because that, that head movement, I yes. mean, I've, I've seen people who are high and they like just get really groovy I and they move their head around like a bobble head. Some, That's what it was. Someone with really good talent could probably put that into a great meme, right? meme or some kind of song that would be a TikTok thing. Yeah. It would go viral. Uh, some would tell like it. that. I, I don't have, that's not my skill set. Uh, well, but give it, it to your daughter. Maybe, maybe they could, but it was, that was my, my, uh, our, our, our winter off season of season, uh, before season seven, uh, of, of Piper, but, uh, she's healthy. She's back run, oh, running the house, letting us know who's boss. Uh, but she actually is a sweet dog and Jess is, Jess is coming around because a trainer yeah. is training her very well. No, she's not a fan. She... And look, I remember when we got our dog, I was the, the last to yeah. agree to adoption, but, uh, I'm so glad we did. So, interesting off-season. Yeah. My car bursts into flames, you get your dog high. Yes. <laughs> can only imagine what we're going to talk about next episode. But this episode, we've got Scott T. Brennan, comedian, new dad, and one of the co-hosts of the Verbal Shenanigans podcast. That's coming up next on Bad to the Dad. We are bad to the dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Social media is where you can find us, learn a little bit more about us, learn a little bit more about our guests. At bad to the dad is the handle for most social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can even learn a little bit more about the episodes of bad to the dad on both Coach Randy and my LinkedIn profiles. Randy's is Randy Nathan's. Mine is Adam D. Chandler. That's on LinkedIn. Of course, the business networking social media site. We do have a website because I've been told you still have to have one of those, even though it's so 2002, www.badtothedad.com. Once again, that's badtothedad.com, where you can learn a little bit more about the backgrounds of your hosts, and you could even download the podcast from there if you can't get access to Apple, Spotify, or wherever else one might download a podcast. Have a question for us? Have a question for our upcoming guests? You can email us, contact us at badtothedad.com. One more time, contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, our next guest, you know, yes, uh, and of course I know, I've actually shared the comedy stage with this guy. His name is Scott Brennan, hilarious comedian, now a dad, and we're looking forward to talking to him on Bad to the Dad. Scott, thanks so much for spending your morning with us. How is it going, gentlemen? How are you? Thanks for thanks for having me here. Nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, very... um very dad time very appropriate dad time here you know you're getting me in trouble already the kids running around spilling coffee i'm down here you know in my little private uh <laughs> private suite if you will you know i'm already in trouble so thanks for that guys the comedy dojo yeah so yeah, nine yeah. o'clock for a, for a dad especially a new dad on saturday morning may as well be 12 or one o'clock i exactly exactly like this already had your fair share of misadventures what, what happened with uh with the coffee incident yeah yeah so <clears throat> Um, I podcast weekly, but usually we're like Wednesday nights after kind of after the kids in bed. And it always seems like every, every time we're about to cast, like something goes wrong, like something five minutes before we have a guest coming on, something goes on. And today was no different today. I was like, I even said to my wife, I poured a cup of coffee. I'm like, I can't remember the last time, like I was interviewed because usually we're interviewing, you know, different people. And we'll get to that later. But um i'm like ah, oh, this, this should be different and then put my coffee down 
go to uh, pick something up and I just hear my wife blood curdling scream, look over, knocks up. My son just knocked like a piping hot cup of coffee all over the place. It landed on him. He's crying. He's okay. But of course it was maybe 30 seconds before I was supposed to come on here. So, um, Two visits to I, the burn unit today. Well, so, then, so then actually you should be thanking us for the break from being a dad right now. Uh, exactly. So, well, exactly. So I, I'm both thanking you and then also blaming you for the trouble I will be in <laughs> after this episode is recorded. So, but, but what you went through is probably what most, you know, working parents go through during the week when yeah. they're about to go on zoom. I mean, I can't tell you how many zooms I've been on where now everybody is that guy on the BBC interview in Korea with the kids running back and forth, spilling, pulling, yeah. yanking something. So yeah, you know, zoom as a, uh, it, it's really it, it's really changed everything right like it, i was talking about this the other day like all i know is like the pandemic like whoever was in charge at skype hopefully lost their job because zoom <laughs> zoom was no one knew zoom right and skype was like we would record interviews through skype if we wanted to do uh you know actually see the person's face or even like facebook messenger had like a FaceTime feature. And then literally out of nowhere, the world turns upside down and every single person just use Zoom. Like whoever was in charge of their marketing should be in like a, a hall of fame of some sort. And whoever worked at like Skype, who was the platform at the time, should should be unemployed because it's everything. Everybody communicates in Zoom now. It's pretty remarkable. I don't disagree with that. But Zoom, 40 minutes for free. Um, I think that's that's very attractive. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, but it, it is something, Scott, you picked up on. Uh... Clearly, you can probably teach on business and how to and how not to just by using uh, Skype, how to lose a market just like it's a that. case study, Scott. Right. Ex exactly. Like, I don't know. It, it's mind boggling because it, it's not like there was even any, at least for me, there was no seeds planted before. Like, oh, I've heard about Zoom. I literally never heard about Zoom until everybody was locked in their house and everyone's like, oh, we had a Zoom chat. We had a Zoom happy hour. We had a Zoom, uh, you know, whatever. I saw my family via Zoom. So I have no idea how they pull it off or if they plan this. I mean, maybe Zoom is responsible for the wet markets and whatnot. But Well, the, uh, uh, this current <laughs> young generation is now being considered zillennials because of Zoom. Zillennials. Yes. Uh, oh, I, that's, that's... Zillennials or Zoolennials? Zillennials with, uh, with the Z, Z because yeah. all the Zoomers. Well, I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, well, I'm just, and that's where they're kind of leaning towards. It's the, those born after 2000s that now have grown up. Now, now, are you guys like for work? Are you at home on Zoom all day? Or are you back in actual offices and things like that? I'm, I'm a mix. And uh, when I am working from home, it's like Zoom from eight o'clock to four thirty, five o'clock easy. Ugh. And people wonder why I don't get anything done. Uh, you yeah. assholes are constantly booking me on Zoom. So they yeah. want to book a Zoom to see why I haven't done the work we talked about on the previous Zoom. Yeah, Zoom is going to thrive during this pandemic. And then like three years from now, like eyeglass companies are going to be, to be <laughs> and LASIK surgery. Yep. Our grandparents yeah. were right. Do not stare at that screen or you're going to go blind. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, after like an hour or two, it's, it's just I can't focus on the on a computer screen anymore. But truth be told, I, I'm, a, I'm an executive coach. So I was seeing clients online beforehand. Right. But as a professor, I'm back in the classroom now. So it's kind of nice. It's a. Uh, Every now and again, we use Zoom uh, for these kind of situations. Uh, before, I mean, you'd be in the den. This is we, we call this place the den here. Yeah. Our, our dads. Uh, so it's a little weird not having someone here in the den because there's a unique uh, man cave kind of feeling to it. 
right. but uh, the Zoom technology has allowed us to reach out to great dads just like you. Yeah, bring you into our, our realm of bad the, the dad. fraternity of bad. Now, it's, now it's just three dads staring at each other on a screen. Very manly. <laughs> Very. <laughs> you know, and and be, if you were here, you would get the uh, the the coveted uh, bad of the dad keychain, which uh, opens bottles and hearts and minds. Absolutely. Well, we'll get right. you one at the I'll next. Be right, I'll be right over. How far are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You know what, Scott? Next time we uh, perform together, I will uh, I'll get you. I'll, get you. I'll, I'll double down on the trouble I'm in with my wife. Just be like, yeah, I'm going to be gone for a few hours. No. Um, <laughs> getting getting keychains to so open more bottles, more bottles of drinks. So yes, yes. So Scott, we teach you up as a comedian and that's what you do. Um, I, I know you're an extremely busy comedian because we're on each other's social media feeds, but uh, when did you start becoming a comic and, and why did you decide to kind of go all in on it? Um, that's kind of a hard question for me because I, I, I did I did the whole like in college, you know, I was always a fan of of comedy. I was uh, the uh, put on Comedy Central the Saturday afternoon stand up like was on all the time. I really always loved comedy. I was the, you know, on the class clown in, in high school. And, um, so I did do some in college, but I don't, I don't count that. Like if people say that's when you started, I really don't. Cause it was it, traveling to an open mic in the city and, and doing five minutes of horrendous material. And it, you know, it wasn't any kind of actual commitment or any kind of, I wasn't really getting much out of it than just like going to the city. And I'm like, getting drunk with my friend after that that was really more of a social thing then i did the whole um you know after school got married um bought the house you know i, I taught for for many years and comedy kind of just took a complete um complete back seat and it was always one of those things like i felt like such a fraud like i was like uh you know uh yeah i'm gonna do comedy one day my friends be like yeah, yeah 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 sure 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 you know and people be like do it do it yeah, you know, you know how things go. It's five years go by, six years go by, seven years go by, and you're not doing anything. You're just talking about it. So then, my uh, my my first marriage fell apart. Um, you know, wife was alcoholic, out cheating on me, all this. So basically, my life like got turned upside down, and I was spending a lot of time at home with just like me and the dog and. Um, I had lived in uh, Rockaway, New Jersey, and I, I grew up in Woodbridge. So, like, even my friends and family were still down in that area. So it wasn't around the corner. It's about an hour, you know. Um, so I just decided to start getting back out there and got hooked up with a, a radio show at the time and met a bunch of comics. And it really it was like once I stepped my foot back into that about I guess that was about eight, nine, eight, eight years ago, maybe uh, then it took over um, and it, it just became like one of those things like you you know you, you you wanted to play guitar your whole life you wanted to play piano you wanted to do something and you just put it off forever and you're kind of mad at yourself because you're like man not that not that you're saying to yourself like i could have been you like that's not what my point but is i could have been way further down the road i could have been so much better at this i gotta who knows where i could have traveled like why wasted it? i could have been a content yeah exactly not, but i i could have been a lot better um, I, I think is the thing that gets me. But then again, like I also say to myself, like a lot of my material just comes from my life. I talk a lot about my my divorce. I talk a lot about my my new wife. I talk a lot about my child. I talk so and work experience. And when I'm 24, 23, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have anything that was funny. It was all stupid, hacky sex jokes that I thought were funny on 
uh, like the Opie Anthony crowd would have liked it back in the day. But it, it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like not it wasn't I wasn't good at all. I still don't think I'm very good, but at least I come from a personal perspective. So over the years, it's just kind of become like I think it's almost impossible for a new comic or a comic to really jump into it full full time without like diversifying yourself. So I still do like video production on the side and edit people's like uh, wedding videography or audio and, and things like that. But um, most part, it's uh, I, I've dabbled in a ton of producing, which is uh, I was just talking to Adam before, right before we started. I, I, I think I think every comic should at least dabble in producing at some point of their uh, career, if you want to call it, because it really one, it's great networking Two, it's you realize what a crappy comedy show is and what a good comedy show is. And people think it's the simplest setup on earth and it is, but you'd be amazed just how many times people mess it up. There's TVs on during the performance. They try to put it in a bar where people are uh, trying to get a drink after work. And they're like, Oh, now you want to hear my, uh, you want to hear my material guys? Like, no, no, no. It's gotta be private. It's people need to know comedy. Pop-up comedy just doesn't work. And I see people try it all the time and pigeonhole it into things and uh i guess the older i'm getting the more when you when you're first starting out too you you uh you think you got to take every gig you gotta you hear everybody you gotta get up every single night of the week i i think that's that's not true like you yeah is it good of course but you don't need to just put yourself in these you know these bar shows where no one's listening these uh you're, these bringer shows, people asking you to bring a whole audience in order to get paid. You're not even ready at that point. You're going to bring all your friends. They're going to see you. You're horrible. And they're like, come on back. No one's coming back to see you. Comedy is like a reverse pyramid. Like you should be 10 years in and then start having people come see you. You don't want it. So that's a quick question. But this you. is important yeah. because yeah. people think it's all right. I can show up at a bar and yeah. see a comedy show and they don't realize how much heavy lifting and sweat equity is invested in the show. And I, I tell you, we had the show Thursday night locally in, in West Orange and there were monitors on. And if it was like attention deficit theater, it was food network and, you know, some meaningless college basketball game. And I don't know, yep. there was a PBS special going on. I don't know why any bar would be showing a PBS yeah. special, but there yeah. was a PBS special yeah. going on in a part of the restaurant. Go ahead. Coach. No, I, I do have a question. because I, I happen to love comedians because I think you, comedians have the pulse of society, right? And I'm just, I'm just, you can take this what it's worth. I have a worst wife and a best wife. So whatever you want to do right. with that, just want to let you know that there's a, uh, there's a difference. And I can, okay. you probably appreciate that. Uh, growing up, who was your comedian? Who did you admire the most? Uh, as you were, I, I love asking comedians who are in this full time. Uh, who did you, who did you listen to? Um, well, I would say, you know, for me, it like before trying comedy um i would say i was very into i, I mean I was, I was a seinfeld guy like most people like seinfeld was um you know he was on every every day at 11 o'clock like you know going to sleep it was seinfeld on 11 on channel 11 or fox 5 so i really got into him but as i got into comedy i i, I loved dave Chappelle, and then as i really performed comedy uh i really fell in love with jim brewer he was um he he um i think he's the best storyteller in the game i think uh, i've seen the guy like tell a story for 25 minutes straight um 
you know, there's things I like to take from him. I, I've met him a few times. Just a super nice family guy. Um, yeah, he's getting he's been getting heat this year because of his uh, <laughs> his uh, he doesn't want the audience to have some vax pass. And but that's a whole other thing. But overall, that guy's, you know, he's, he's a big family guy. He took um, he took his dying father on the road with him. He he, uh, he his wife has like stage four breast cancer. He does a lot of like charitable like. He, I always found him um, absolutely. I always wanted to like open for him. So I would say over the years, Jim Brewer really um, was the guy that kind of influenced me a lot. And nowadays, you name it, there's so many good comedians. I mean, you, you, you go on Netflix, you, you're seeing the best of the best. And sometimes I don't even want to watch it because I'm like, these guys are too good. Like you throw on Bill Burr and I'm just like, this guy's. He, he he's so smart and I'm just so dumb. Like I hear his material and he's dissecting society and I'm doing a material about putting my son to bed. You know, it, it's like, uh, but uh, I think we're in the greatest time ever for comedy as far as, as, you know, other than like everybody trying to get cancel someone left and right and offended by everything. Comedy is more accessible than ever. You don't need a, um, you don't need an HBO special where like four comics a year got it. Um, I mean, comedy is selling out theaters. Comedy is selling out arenas. If you remember back in the day, there were three guys who did arenas. It was like Dice Clay, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Sam Kidd. I don't know. A couple, a couple guys along the way. Now, guys are booking theater tours. They're selling out. They're putting two shows a night up. They're doing four nights specials netflix specials amazon specials people are self-producing their stuff getting it on youtube so i think it's just how much you want to put your work in and like there's there's finding another avenue there's always another avenue now back then it was you needed a sitcom or you needed hbo to come around so i know that was a long-winded answer but um, no but that's gonna no, as, as we're kind of talking great. about the craft i yeah. don't know about you but growing up and we're, we're all sort of contemporaries right i remember yeah. wearing out three tapes in particular one was uh, George Carlin, what what am I doing in New Jersey? Amazing. Seven words you can't say. Seven words you can't say. Then there yep. were the two Eddie Murphy tapes, Eddie Murphy Comedian and Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yeah. I think I played Delirious back to back a hundred times or oh. I got a copy of a tape from somebody, you know. Yeah. And then the Billy Crystal stuff, you know, he was really, really well known on Saturday Night Live for yeah. doing impressions. And he didn't think that might work on an audio special. And then he released an album, and I wore out that tape too because yeah. I just loved the Fernando, you know, with Fernando's Hideaway. Listen, and, and just a little scotch big for me was Steve Martin. Oh yeah, Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. Steve Martin. I think is the best, um, the best comedy book ever written. Uh, Born Standing Up. If you haven't read it, it's a quick read, but it's so brutally honest. And like Steve Martin was the biggest. There, we're talking about arena comics. That was another one. Yeah, Steve Martin was doing arenas, and then said one day. I'm a hack, man. Like I'm, I'm people are telling my lines before I get to them. I'm not enjoying this anymore. And he literally just stopped. He was just like, I'm done, you know, and it, it's amazing. And him dealing with panic attacks and everybody should read that if they've, uh, if they've never pick it up. I don't, I don't know Scott's, Scott's book recommendation. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll tee it up on social media and, you know, often I'm asked or I'm mm -hmm. asking, mm -hmm. what would you rather be a professional athlete, a rock star or a comedian? And you look at Steve Martin. So this guy, I imagine he's in the seventies now, right? Uh, he's he's getting up there, early seventies, at least, at yeah, sixties. But he's yeah. in that place. I know, but you know what? As a as a comedian, I mean, look, Don Rickles was performing yeah. really right up to the day he died. Yeah, 
it comedy is the kind of thing where you know if you can still storytell yeah. and you could stay relevant uh, you'll always be working i mean cosby was getting gigs even yeah. during his allegation like he, he was getting gigs before yes he, he, went on, <laughs> he went on trial he was doing a show in canada yep, yep, yep. What's, what's the name of that club in in los angeles where all the comedians wanted to be a part of it was like a club it's primarily comedy store no not the comedy store no. Improv or was it's, it's, not, it's not a store it's not a comedian place it was like a it was a club it was not not, not a club you go and do stuff um oh my gosh it's like okay. the copacabana <laughs> Wolf or, uh, no it was like a, an honorary club where you got invited to and you became you, you got it's like you the friars no it wasn't the friars it'll, it'll come to me all right but they would roast people in these situations and they would uh uh comedy was has always been an essential part of our society because i uh, you're, you're able to break things out in such a way, and I'm so envious uh, because I love to laugh, and I think we need to—we've missed a lot of laughing the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, so, where do you draw most of your material from? Uh, these days, it's, it's almost 100% just uh, myself, um, my insecurities, um, family. I've been doing lately. It seems like anytime I, I'm not like a big pen to paper writer. I'm like a put a couple bullet points down and. If I'm having a good opening five, six minutes in my set, I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw, I'm going to go for these next five, eight minutes on something new and try to find some beats and sign some punchlines in it. I'm not like, I've tried the, the write it out and uh, sentence for sentence, and it just doesn't quite work for me. Um, I find myself being more rote and kind of like almost trying, okay, what did I write down and saying it verbatim? Um, so I find I'm way better if I'm in the moment and kind of like know where I'm trying to get to. Uh, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say uh, mostly it's it's a lot. Like I said, it's a lot of my divorce. It's a lot of my children. It's a lot of uh, what I do a lot of stuff on when I used to teach. Um, that That's a big that's puberty, usually the puberty bit that you do, Scott, is uh, is one of my favorite. Because yeah, that, that's my favorite. And I also feel like kind of a giant hack because I've been doing it for, for, for a while now. And I'll be like, today, I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not closing with this. Right. And then, you know, I, I, I always ask for like a five minute light if I'm doing a longer set. And I'm like, well, all right. And then I'm like, I, I just do it like because it it probably is my strongest bit. But um, I almost feel like, all right, dude, you got to you got to close with something else sometimes but you know you fall into habits and you if you're if you're paid to feature or, or headline or you know you do have a responsibility to try to close the show out on a on a high note and make <laughs> make people laugh so uh i do get caught up in that sometimes but yeah and i'm not going to tell i'm not going to break down the puberty bit i i'm using that as a tease because i want people to come and check out mm -hmm. scott brennan who is our guest today on bad to the dad um and and check out his whole set so you know, again, when we met Scott, you were not a dad. Now you're a dad. Yep. What's funny about being a dad? I think just about everything's funny about being a dad, man. <laughs> um, no I, I think um, I, I think one thing I'm learning. My son's 16 months old now, so wow. he's in the in the um, throwing everything, getting into everything, pulling everything uh, stage. And I do enjoy the stage a lot better than like the six month old stage where they just like lay around and have to be held all day and can't move. So I, I do, he's starting to form a little like personality. Um, but I, I, I am learning like the doctor recommendations and the, and the things you take from people and you're supposed to this and you're supposed to eat that. Like 
I don't know. I am learning that it is just whatever works for you and your, your spouse is, is what has to happen because you drive yourself crazy saying, Oh, he didn't have uh, this. And he didn't, uh, he's supposed to say, he's supposed to know six words at this point. So it, it you know, like, I, I don't think they had that when we were young. <laughs> I don't think they, they, they put us all on these, that they have to hit certain milestones by certain months. And um, I, I think, I think being a dad is all about giving everything up. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you're, you're giving up a lot of yourself and your, your ego and your, uh, your selfishness, if you will. Like um, it was before that, you know, I'm a good husband, but it was still, it was still about me a lot. Like I still, yeah, I got to get to the gym. I got, I want to play volleyball. I want to go practice my guitar. I want to get out and do sets. And I think now everything is just kind of adjusting around him and making life work um, around his needs and and wants and our, uh, you know, mental, mental health, if you will. But everything's funny about being a dad, everything. Like my dad, my son, the other day is he's in, Dino, a dinosaur sweatshirt with a with, with pants on that have cars and stains all over them and he's playing an avocado guitar and he's just wailing crying and, and it's just like you know it, it, he here he's a little tyrant toddler if he was in brooklyn he would be a, a celebrity you know like uh, <laughs> <a hipster. laughs> but I, I i can't I, I, I approach almost everything in life with not taking it too seriously. So I, I, I'm trying to approach dadhood. I don't know if that's a word um, in, in the same in the same way, just trying to not take it too seriously and not not panic over everything. My wife, she's the panicker of the two of us. I'm more of the it, it, to a flaw sometimes like, yeah, it's all right. Let it go. Like, it'll be he'll be fine. But I mean, everything's funny, man. Everything's funny. you don't picture yourself as a dad. I still. Sometimes like I, I'll be working and be like, oh, crap, I didn't think about my son all day today. You know, <laughs> he's at day, like, ah, you know, like I kind of feel like a bad dad or um, but I, I think I think you just got to you have to roll with the punches or you drive yourself absolutely nuts. Um, but but everything's funny. Every single thing is funny. Toddlers are hilarious. They're little drunk people. Um, you know, <laughs> they just say what they do, whatever they want. They roll gut hanging out like my son's obsessed with the mirror now he's just like finding his reflection and like that'll keep him occupied for 20 it, toddlers are like two-legged dogs you yeah know, they see themselves yeah. in the mirror and they're like you yeah you, you, you you're, you're like me yeah, yeah being a dad is survival that i think that's all it is just figuring it out figuring it out figuring it out very I'm darwinian sure. it's very darwinian it's survival to finish and you gotta and you always have to remember you have to stay just one step that's it one step ahead of the toddler as long as you're doing that yeah life is good that's like how old are your guys' kids? Uh, my oldest is 26, okay. 24, and then I have a uh, soon-to-be 16 and a 13. But he had wow. a reason like you. So like I said, I have the worst wife and the best wife. So Right, right, right. Now, let me ask you, you got, so you have older kids. I mean, you have, you have two teenagers that are still probably. Yeah, and I got, also. And I got, I got the quarter-life crisis in my family, so it's, it's good. Okay. So do you feel like your your dad duties have lightened a whole lot, or do you feel like, they're worse than ever now. I'm, I'm just curious in that perspective. No, that's, that's a funny question. Like they, they say, whoever these people are, uh, that you're only happy as your saddest child. 
<laughs> okay. That well, you'll, that, you'll, you'll, you'll realize that as you get older as a dad. Right. So I, have, I have four kids and there's generally four weeks a month. So I think they have a, a meeting at the beginning of each month to decide who's going to be unhappy which week. Yeah. yeah and yeah. thereby I am never happy because my oldest daughter struggles in her job. My son calls me up. He just broke his hand. Yeah. Your old is trying to figure out her, her math exam and why her math teacher is such a bitch. Right. And then my youngest is in middle school and all the middle school drama. So I, I do think that there's an element of me just being 100% depressed all the time because my kids. <laughs> never yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the key. Just be depressed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There seems to be this need, Scott, um, in, in America today, especially of uh, like having every minute of every day filled up until they go to college and then they're on their own filling up their their calendar with every possible program under the sun. So it's right. You know, my, my daughter just got her permit, but, um, you know, she still needs rides everywhere. Like she'll come home from school at 245, but I got to get to basketball at four o'clock. And I'm thinking, why don't you just stay at school and find something to do there? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then, of course, there's the uh, the white knuckle anxiety of being with a permit driver, uh, especially in the streets of New Jersey, which may as well be Mad Max. Yeah. 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 Home, like when you all have these maniac spiked headed lunatics driving around. That's essentially what a license in New Jersey is. You have the right to be a Mad Max driver in one of those makeshift tanks. And, and, and that's what I have to coach my, my daughter on. So you got, you got that. So every stage of the game, right. You're dealing with yeah, new Max. years, new years, new problems, right? Like yeah, different, yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, I, I'm curious, you guys have, you have older kids and this, this is the thing that does scare me. Um, you know, I've worked with kids, worked with kids my whole life is the, the phones and the tablets and the, um, the constant connection to want to like one thing i i sympathize with kids like you 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 hear about like the bullying and the the trying to fit in and i think a big a big problem with this is they never get a chance to to disconnect like you know if you were if you hated school when i was young right you hated everybody you went to school with three o'clock came you went home and you got to go be weird and do whatever you wanted in your room and your house and there was a little sanctity and, and and privacy and okay school's done for the day i feel like these kids leave school and it's just getting started it, it's just boom 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 text message snapchat th this and there's no disconnect until they fall asleep and it's all over starts all over the next day the next do you guys do you guys see that with your kids all the time all the time i mean not so much my older two because they miss that you know my older two yeah it's just, uh, just missed it right right now yeah. with it is the the selfie phenomenon where the pressure to put the best picture onto your snap to make sure you get the most likes. And my daughter, my youngest, uh, she gets in the car and then she's texting all her friends that she just saw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I coach high school soccer and um, the, the last game of the season we rode with the, the girls team. They finished the soccer game, got on the bus and it's just like, all of a sudden you just see phones coming out of nowhere. And the girls are just literally going, like yeah, selfie, yeah. selfie, <laughs> selfie, 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 the whole ride. And I'm like, no one's talking about the game. No one's talking about what they're doing later. It's just oh, like, like that 90 minutes of the soccer game was probably terrible for, for them. Cause now they're catching up on every single person yeah, and mess. They, like, they now. And, now, and now it's more amplified than ever. Um, I don't know when I was growing up, going to somebody's house on a Friday or Saturday night, that's what you did. You were yeah. at the movies or you're at somebody's house. Yep. And the I think mall. COVID had a lot mall. <laughs> yeah. COVID had a lot to do with this. I don't think kids are hanging out in people's houses as much. No. But they're communicating on their devices. So yeah, there's FaceTiming, 
but then they're Snapchatting, which really isn't a conversation. It's like, hello, I'm here. Here's a picture of me making a face yeah with a small caption and that's going back and forth for a half yeah. an hour that's not a conversation no, or they're on zoom at in their bedrooms falling asleep with their friends on zoom and they wake up at four o'clock in the morning and realize the zoom is still on <laughs> zoom is still on <laughs> next, like thing, they, next thing they know they're on the bed they wake up they wake up on the bed to the dad podcast like, what the hell is going on here <laughs> but i have listeners anyway we can so, yeah. you know i am with my friends i go no you're not no no i am i'm with my friends i go no you're not and so we were talking, uh, our concerns that our daughters are, you know, the older high school age, college age, yeah. and they haven't been to a party yet. Mm-hmm. And not that you want to encourage our kids to go to parties and, uh, you know, dabble in drinking, whatever else. Right. But that's part of the learning process, socialization process about making smart choices. So if we don't have the chance to help parent them with these choices here in high school, prepare them when they go off to college, who knows what can happen? Right. Uh, I, I have a whole, you know, it, half of of getting any kind of job right or succeeding in a job or succeeding in life is just being social right like i i kind of think college for the most part unless you're a doctor unless you're it's kind of horseshit like um (laughs) i think most of it is like 97.8 percent right because they got you for two years taking classes you don't need i went to school for video production okay i took two years of like I had to take a biology class. I had to yeah. take a like English, like where all I wanted to do was get my hands on like the cameras and the video. And that was like kind of like the last two years. Then I got a internship at a TV station and learned everything there. Um, I don't like this country has totally shoved this college thing. Kids are coming out with $200,000 of debt. Uh, and then they're getting jobs at enterprise rented a car making you know, sixteen dollars an hour, or or exactly what whatever it is. No. But we, exactly <laughs> you know, you know, back in the day, like, people, <laughs> University of, University of Arizona, yeah. fifty grand a year, and he got a job at Enterprise. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that hit, hit hit home so hard, but it's true. We've gotten rid of apprentice programs. We 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 look down on the trades, which is I am praying my son yes. goes. You know, I want to be an electrician because he's going to come out making more money oh, than I do after a year and a half and he doesn't have to do that forever yeah. he could yeah. do it for four years yeah. uh, and, and read dickens in college right like, <laughs> yeah. i i have such a thing with college like i yeah. you know no, like yeah, but you know you want to hear something funny so i was reading the biography of thomas jefferson because i'm a nerd like that yeah and here's how we did it back in the day thomas jefferson wanted to be a lawyer Yes. You know, he wanted to be a ladies man, too. But you don't go to college. for. Maybe you do go to college for that. I mean, a lot, a, lawyer, do. a lot of people do. A lot of people. I didn't. I failed miserably yeah, at that. But. I, was, yeah, I, definitely I knew I wasn't a ladies man. So right. I, I didn't even bother with those classes. But um, Thomas Jefferson wanted to be a lawyer. So he right. went to William and Mary. And the only thing he had to study was law. And then he apprenticed and he became a lawyer. Right. So obviously, colleges want to monetize because it's a business. And they want to keep you there for as long as you can. You know, average is four years. But, you know. They know that kids are young. Absolutely. They're indecisive. They love it when they, they make like to decisions. change their majors. And when you change your major, you got to stay longer, which means yeah. you got to take new courses yeah. up. They don't There's want a new bill. They don't want people coming into school, you know, undecided. What? They want kids coming decided happen, so they can man. make a change. We got to get like, back to like the mid 1700s. Oh my God. We're going to school doing and wearing exactly wigs. what and wearing wigs. I think bring back, bring back the pantaloons. <laughs> Even just the sixties and seventies, man. Like my, my father was not a college guy, right? Uh, he was, he was the guy in high school who they he went to bayonne high school and they had a tremendous like shop program back in the day and he was passing classes by fixing his teacher's cars and putting in a new stereo for them and 
he went out 18 years old, started his own electronics business, eventually worked in like for BMW, like doing tech work, whatever. But he, I can say, like, I have a communications degree. That means nothing. Like, I, the only thing I can communicate is like calling the plumber and finding out how much that costs. Calling the, like, these guys, my dad has probably hired three guys in his life. Like, he's done every, I consider him a hundred times smarter than me. Like, I, I look at the guy who folds the burritos at Chipotle and doesn't break the shell. I find that more of a skill than what I have. Like I, I feel completely inadequate in, in a, in a real world setting. Like um, I have to YouTube how to do everything. I give it a shot. Like my brother, he doesn't give anything a shot, but I give it a shot. But a lot of times I'm still calling my seven year old dad. Hey dad, can you help me put this uh, ceiling fan in? Can like, we have lost our way and what jobs are completely in demand, making great money. Every single trade job, every single trade job out there is open and wants people to come learn. So I have a, have a question. First of all, thanks for asking that question. I've loved our conversation because it's, uh, it's really important to me. And even though I'm a professor, I happen to agree with you, what we teach our kids, which is why I teach at County. Uh, you have a podcast. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give a quick, quick plug that called verbal shenanigans. Yes. Right. Is this the kind of stuff you talk about on your podcast? Um, it comes up. So verbal shenanigans started, I think we're on eight, year eight now. Um, verbal shenanigans started with me in a room thinking I was Bill Burr and like <laughs> ranting about things. It wasn't funny at all. And somewhere along the line, I decided I really wanted to start interviewing like interesting guests. And, um, you know, then the show really started to grab its identity. So the, show, the identity of the show is really interviewing passionate people from all different walks of life. But we, over the years, we've, we've accumulated a, a resume of people we've interviewed that still like, I don't know how we've done it over the years. And, you know, we've had Lenny Dykstra on and, and John Walt. John, <laughs> He's back John, in the news. He's back oh, in the news. <laughs> that was the best interview we ever did. I said three words. He talked the entire time. He was scoring <laughs> drugs while on the interview. It was, it was amazing. Um, we had John Walsh from America's Most Wanted on. We had oh, D. Snyder. Yeah, we had D. Snyder on a couple weeks ago from Twisted Sister. And um, But then we also like, well, we'll go for like bigger names like that. But then the next day we we've had a hippo attack survivor on. And uh, uh, we had someone who has the longest backwards, fastest backwards mile. And uh, it just, so we are always just try to, are they dead? Uh, a lot of them are probably dead. We're going to yeah, call yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just had Sam, uh, the owner of dogfish on the other day. We had the lead singer of sticks on last week. Yeah, so lead yeah. sticks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> Lawrence Gowan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a different guy. Oh, it's now. a different guy. Oh yeah, they got rid of Dennis like thirty years ago or something like that. <laughs> That's my. I think he's doing uh, yeah. Joseph in the uh, Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, he uh, apparently he was sick, but I think he was also a lunatic. So, um, we've had guys from Creedence Clearwater on the. So it's just like it's been this amazing run, and um, it really is like my passion project. Like it, it still has not become old. Um, and, and I still look forward to it weekly. And like, I don't know how long you guys have been going. How long have you guys been doing this? This is our seventh season, but our the we're going on what three years now? A little more I than three years. Than three years. And we're about to hit our 100th episode, which is probably not a big deal for you because you're no. probably in the in the thousands. But no, we're we're just about at 400. We're about 400. Yeah. yeah. So then we put out we put out one a week because we have these short seat. You know, our seasons we only do like uh, the 12 episodes a season. Right. You know, we want every 
um, every episode to be like an event. So yeah, uh, Brennan appearance will be an event. Oh yeah. You know, we take a, take and a just so time. you know, if you haven't heard, we are very, very popular in Luxembourg, Belgium. We have a whole portion of France. And I think Indonesia's jumping into the game now. So oh nice, nice, nice. All the places I play, all the places I play frequently, you know. <laughs> I saw the road show. But yeah, uh, if anybody's out there, check out Verbal Shenanigans. It's been a um, you know, it's a good show. And then like in between before and after guests, we play stupid games and talk about life and whatever's going on. So um, yeah, that's that's verbal shenanigans for you. Awesome. And I also run comedy shows under that that same name. So, um, at, at ver- verbal shenanigans is the Instagram account, right? People yep, at verbal shenanigans on Twitter, it's at VS Comedy. We don't put a ton on Twitter, but Instagram's probably where we put most of our but stuff. It's hard, man. It's so insty, you know. It, it, it the stuff I can't, I don't like it, man. I can't even read Twitter, it gives me like anxiety reading, and like it's too cluttered. Like, I can't, I don't know, my brain just doesn't, doesn't like it. It's like a newspaper on steroids. So Scott Brennan is our guest. We're going to take it home, Scott. This has been super fun. I think this is the, the first episode where like every topic, every question we ask, just boomerang back no, to I dad. The I, first, first time that someone even asked us questions. Which, I think no, that's cool. I, I like I to do be format. reverse interview. I think it's kind yeah. of a good format. But, you know, I think family therapists should listen to this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Give advice and educators and higher education. Yeah. About how to, how to raise kids, especially in this abnormal world. So, so Scott, to take it home, we usually ask our, our guests for dad advice, advice for dads. Take it any way you want. You want to do it as a comedian dad? Go for it. If you just want to do it as a, a dad who's, you know, just getting into the throes with a with an infant, uh, you can go that route too, however you like. Um, I, I, I guess I kind of touched on this. One, I don't really have any advice. I'm, I am figuring it out on the fly, um, which would be my advice. Um, I, I, I think you got to stop. You have to stop looking on Instagram at what your friend's kids are doing. You got to stop looking at taking uh, well, my kid plays piano and does this and this. And we have, you got to do what works for your family unit and your lifestyle. And um, I think overall, like we got to stop worrying so much about what our kids score on, on, on these tests and if our kids, the best, I think we got to focus I know it's a little preachy, but we just got to focus on raising nice people, man. Um, just social people, because as I was mentioning with the jobs and, and things like that, no one really cares what your piece of paper says. They want you, you go in for an interview. They want a nice person that they can train any job. You, you could pretty much get on-site training and, and uh, learn how to be, but you, you, if you don't have that social aspect, if you're a dickhead, you're not getting it. It doesn't matter if you're, if you have every degree known to man and yeah, yeah, your parents had you playing violin at two years old. And uh, so, and I, I also think it's important as a dad that I'm learning, like I, I said, you give up everything, but I, I meant that in a kind of a different way, but also you gotta, you gotta live, you gotta have things that you want and goals that you want. You still have to, it's still your life too. Um, and I think your if your son or daughter sees that, like my dad, my dads are doing a podcast at nine o'clock on Saturday mornings because they're interested. Uh, my dad's still building his his hot rod. He's getting to the gym. He, he's living healthy. He's, you know, I, I think you have to still have a big part of yourself going. You can't just give it all completely up for your kids. And then hopefully your kids learn from that and they follow their own passions and they, they, they do what they want or, or they get interested in what you're interested in. So I guess that would be my, my advice. You can't just give up your whole 
can't give up everything, but you also can't worry about, um, you, you can't worry about the, uh, what is the peanut gallery? No, I, I don't know. You can't worry about what everybody else is doing or the public uh, public. because the stupid Facebooks and the Instagrams and the, and the experts every two seconds will tell you everything you're doing is wrong. Yeah. Every, everything you're doing is wrong. But what, if your kids are happy and people like them and they're doing, they're excelling in things, you're doing a good job. So right now, like my the stage, my kids in is just basically like keeping him alive. Like that's kind of the stage <laughs> I'm in. Like he's alive. He's breathing. He's walking. So I think I'm doing all right. Well, just keep him away from the coffee pots. And you'll... Yeah. Well, you know, that was uh, that, yeah. that was today's first accident. We'll see what happens after this. Right. Well, yeah, you got a long, long day. Ahead Stay, of you. I mean, hey, phew, you've got another 20 hours yeah, to go. So. It's only about <laughs> 10 but, but I'll tell you what, Scott, you know, for a guy who didn't have any advice, that was pretty thorough advice well, I think thank you Scott. good stuff thank and, and dad advice for our time scott brennan has been our guest check scott out at verbal shenanigans check out his social media pages hilarious comic you're going to want to see him perform live i know i do i enjoy working with him scott i hope to share the stage and the mic with you yes at some point in the very hey, very very near future hey where's when's this come out when does this podcast come out yeah, Sundays. It'll be uh, next Sunday. Oh, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna plug a show that we need some ticket sales, but that's on next Saturday. So don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you know, you you uh, DM me and tell me when your yeah, next no. show is after that, and you know, we'll we'll do a, a cross promotion here. Scott Brennan, no our guest again. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the life of dads everywhere where they may be. I want to thank Scott T. Brennan, our guest today on Bad to the Dad, comedian, newish dad, co-host of the Verbal Shenanigans podcast. And Coach, what I really liked about this episode is it was all in on dad. You know, sometimes we bring in we bring in uh, guests who want to promote a business or a service, and we love doing that because we love to help dads be successful. But in this situation, it was just all about the adventures and misadventures of being a dad, especially a new, a newish dad, right? A newbie dad. You know, he has a toddler, sixteen months. You heard about the spilled coffee and all the <laughs> the, the the riotous occurrences from from the spilled coffee. So just, just sort of fun to talk to dads at different stages of their of their dadhood, as he said. No, it was really it was really great. It's uh, always a pleasure when you have someone. The first time they, he asked us a question, yeah, and our, I, our guests usually don't ask us question. questions, and so that's all right. Uh, it's a forum. Given his background, I love meeting people who have a dream mm-hmm. and say, you know what, effort, I'm going to chase it. Yeah, uh, and it may not be customary. It's not like we talked like we we, we talked about the four year kind of experience versus the two year. You got a dream, go after it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not YOLO. It's Yodo. You only die once. So Yoda? You, mm. Yeah, right. Mm. But take he, chances, you will. Right, and he he does, and he. Uh, I always get inspired by individuals like that, yeah. and I think he threw out an idea that I think we might use, and we're going to tease it a little bit. And what's that, Coach? Well, I think we might take this show uh, on the road, kind of thing, and give a yeah. uh, give a dad celebration, maybe right around Father's Day this year. A little year. comedy, a maybe live the, comedy, like a, a live the comedy band, yeah. the dad, maybe a tour, a little tour that first hits, maybe some local stuff. And you know who could sponsor it, Coach? Now, who could sponsor it? Berman Branding, of Becky course. Berman of Berman Branding of for all could. of your marketing, graphic design, web design, and marketing plan needs. Again. 
Berman Branding, they designed the Bone Daddy logo and all of the permutations after the original one. Check out our social media platform and maybe you'll be inspired. See what she can do for you. Also, have to acknowledge the Stan K Realty team of Compass Real Estate in Short Hills, New Jersey. Hey, if you're moving to the New York area and you're targeting North Jersey, like the counties of Morris, Essex, and Union, want to be in a great school system, want to be on a train or bus line into Manhattan, because we've got a lot of people who live in the burbs, right? Mm -hmm. Suburban dad life, and they commute into New York City. And I think you're going to start seeing more of that happening now that COVID, hopefully, knock wood, is dissipating. So if you want to get in touch with the Stan K team of Compass Real Estate in Short Hills, New Jersey, you got to call Idan Karen. He's the man. He's the master. He knows the area. He's an expert. 516-730-4726. That's Idan's number. 516-730-4726. Or you can e email Idan with his email of ethan.karen, K-E-R-E-N, at compass.com. One more time, Ethan. Dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N, at compass.com. Got a few birthday shout-outs we have to do we for have to. our own kin. For our own kin, our own family. Um, I'll go first. Yes, sure. Uh, this past week, my moldest, which of course is the one that falls between uh -huh. my middle son and my youngest. Oh, okay. My oldest, Michaela, uh -huh. turns 16. Oh, wow. 16. We just celebrated her 16th that's birthday. The, that's the sweet spot of teenage, and of as, teenage uh, cycle. As Michaela is so good at doing this, she... She orchestrated her entire birthday celebration. She did it herself, yeah. Uh -huh. She uh, she had, uh, and of course, she, we surprised her. You did? We surprised her. My you, son. Did you already surprise her? Did she know that this has yes, happened? Yes. Okay, all right. I wasn't, yeah. Why are we whispering? I don't know why. I, I just said to whisper. She <laughs> was, okay. Alex came out to surprise her. That's awesome. And she what, was what a, a great brother. So, and uh, my oldest, Jess, was going to come out, but she's so busy. She would have come out from like 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Friday, so we gave her the... Uh, she said not to. Give her to. a free pass. We gave her a free okay. pass. So we just celebrated uh, Michaela's 16th birthday. She had a great, she's having a great birthday dinner tonight with mm -hmm. her friends. Uh, we had a family celebration. We had a family dinner. She got all these great presents. Uh, and then my oldest, my oldest Jess, you're not going to get over how old she's she's turning. You're not going to guess. This, guess. Is, this is your first one? Yes, my oldest. She's like 28? Almost 27. 27. I have a freaking 27-year-old. Wow, wow. Which is closer to 30 than it is to 25. She's 20 so. freaking 7 years Amazing. old. Amazing. I mean, looking at you, you have an almost 30-year-old. <laughs> That's incredible. 27. And yeah. she's uh, she's had an incredible year, new job. Uh, she's with Twilio. Uh, really yeah. proud of her. That's I mean, a hot just, company right now. Just uh, so between her birthday, turning 27, and Michaela turning 16. Yeah. I know there's a big age difference. Uh, February is a fun month for us, but how about you? What kind of, what kind of birthday Same celebrations? Same here. I've got uh, three family birthdays in February. February, for some reason, you know, very, very popular month to be born. First, uh, shout out to my brother, Chad, my, uh, my oldest, my only brother, Chad. So uh, he had a birthday on Feb 2, so he's got a groundhog birthday, as did my father-in-law, mm -hmm. Stan the Man, who mm -hmm. was on Bad to the Dad. Many years ago. So yeah, yep. he had a birthday on Feb 2, and then... My dad, Big Al, yeah. who was also on the show. Uh, what was it? Revenge of the Dads? Revenge I think that was the dads. episode. So go yeah. back and check it out. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Right. That was when you were You doing... and I got exposed Absolutely. quite a bit by We were in the den. And, we were in the den. Yeah, and, and, and my father-in-law. But uh, my dad, uh, Alan Chandler, he had a birthday on February 8th. So the you know, first couple of weeks of February, very, very busy with the celebrations, very expensive, but uh, just uh, a heck of a lot of fun. And, you know, especially with my father-in-law, my dad, you know, you get to a certain age and you hit birthdays. Yeah. It's it's very encouraging because they're both in pretty good health, 
and you're like, oh, this is great. You know, yeah. even though they're another year older, they're um, another year they're, they're another year with us. <laughs> yeah, but they're another year with us. It's, it's and all I think about you gotta, perspective. Yeah, you know, you really have to cherish those moments and and appreciate those birthdays. You know, you know? and uh, we're lucky to have those listeners with us. Yeah, uh, season seven. Uh, we had a great guest. We have great guests coming up over the course of the season. I'm not going to spoil the surprise about our guests because things happen to change. Yeah, sure. But we've got a wonderful season ahead of us, and we are going to surprise our listeners. I am all in on this comedy special all right. for Father's well, Day. Well, also, you know what's happening this season. Yeah. It's a big milestone for I, us. It's another milestone, yes. Episode number 100. 100. What are we going to do? Are we going to bring old guests back? Are we going to bring the dad geeks back? Listen, I think you have to listen in. And watch all our promos to figure out what might. You know what? Let's 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 ask our listeners this week mm-hmm. on our on our Facebook. How should we celebrate our hundredth episode? Right, because the episode you're listening to right now mm-hmm. is episode ninety seven. So we got a few. So weeks we're to getting play with close. It. Yeah, we're getting close. How should we celebrate our hundredth episode? What should we do? What would you do if if you were bad to the dead? If you're Coach Randy at AMD? Yep. How would you celebrate the hundredth episode? And here are two options that are off the table. Setting your car on fire. <laughs> yes. And getting your dog high. Yes. <laughs> Off the table, yes. not going to happen. Yes. We're bad to the dad. Listeners, thanks for listening. Have a great week.